You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Thursday, everyone, and thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. Took a couple days off, you know, holiday weekend and uh, not a ton going on. But you know what? I'm back with you right here, and I'm glad to be back in the saddle. And I'm going to start with some news that I think is near and dear to a lot of University of Arizona fans' hearts. But don't worry, going to transition this over to Arizona very quickly. And that's the retirement of Mike Krzyzewski after next year. Now, it looks like John Shire is going to be the next uh, head coach of the Duke Blue Devils. And from this perspective, wish Coach K nothing but the best. But the one thing that will always be synonymous with me for Arizona basketball is that 2001 championship game against the Duke Blue Devils. Now, I've always felt that that was the best team in school history for the University of Arizona, and actually, I think it was the best team in Duke's history as well. Just a little bit of a refresher. Arizona went into that season with five of the top 50 players in the nation, all five on the Wooden Award watch list, and honestly, if there was a list of 25, all five of those guys would probably be on there. You had a list of Jason Gardner, Gilbert Arenas, Richard Jefferson, Michael Wright, Lauren Woods, all of those guys could get you 30 on a given night, and nobody in the world would be at all surprised by their contributions. That's how good this team was. And just as importantly, the pieces fit together. You had you had the bulldog of a point guard in Gardner. You had the shooting guard in Arenas that could basically get to wherever he wanted on the court at any point. And then you had Richard Jefferson kind of your jack-of-all-trades wing, Michael Wright, your bruising power-forward big man who I still think is criminally underrated in U of A circles, get you 20-10 and 10 every night if you need it from him, and then Lauren Woods, who it's impossible to argue isn't the best interior defender in school history. That's what we are talking about with this team, and that's how they fit together. Oh, yeah, by the way, too, Luke Walton comes off the bench on that team. Going into that year, Everybody had either Arizona or Duke at number one. One of my favorite stories about a little bit of the bias that kind of comes in with the national media is that here in Arizona, Arizona is the number one team in the nation preseason on SI, but somehow Duke is on the cover. Always found that a little bit fascinating, but be that as it may. Now, you get to the game and you look at Duke's roster and I've always felt, and there might be sexier names, there might be sexier teams, your Grant Hills, your Bobby Hurleys, your teams of teams of that ilk, but to me, that Duke team was Coach K's best team because just like with Arizona, they checked off every single box. You had the best point guard in the country in Jason Williams, who was also a classmate of Jason Gardner came out in the same year. Both those guys were considered probably the top two point guards in their class. You had a guy in Chris Duhon, who is probably the weak link of that roster, but when a guy who's going to play 10 years in the NBA is the weak link of that roster, that kind of shows you just how good that team was. Then you got Shane Battier, Sugar Shane Battier. 
you got Mike Dunleavy and you got Carlos Boozer. There's a lot of points. There's a lot of NBA earnings on there. Again, these were, I think, the two best teams in school history for each school, which also kind of leads you to just how impressive it was Lutz reign at the University of Arizona because Mike Krzyzewski is generally regarded as the best college coach of all time. Now, you could make an argument that John Wooden is the best or it's generally probably those two, but I'll probably go K just because of the longevity and the fact that there's so much parity. I think both of them kind of operated on the sh- in the shadows a little bit, so I'm not going to really hold that against either one, being that I think they both took advantage of it. And for all the basketball purists out there, you all know about John Wooden and some of his friends. So that was always a little bit of an issue. But Arizona went into that game in 2001 as the favorite against Duke by four and a half points. And that goes to show you just the level that Lute Olson had things running at that point. Now, the big problem for the U of A in that game, and this has been well rehearsed by pretty much every U of A basketball fan slash historian slash anybody that knows anything, is that Gilbert Arenas went into that game hurt. And he wasn't, he just wasn't himself. Arenas had kind of emerged towards the end of the year as the best player on that U of A basketball team and just was a dynamic scorer. I always thought he was a little bit like Latrell Sprewell in college and that he was just a little bit too quick. He was a little bit too herky-jerky, and he was just too long for anybody to really stay in front of. But when he went down against Michigan State and he hurt his shoulder, he went into that Duke game at probably about 65% capacity. He was hurt, and there was really no other way around it. And as you see in the NBA playoffs right now, when guys get hurt in the postseason— there's really no way to get better until the postseason actually is over and you can sit there and rest. And that's exactly what happened with Gilbert Arenas. You could tell that outside of a couple splashes to the basket, this just wasn't going to be his game. Now, Arizona was able to stay in the game for a couple different reasons. First and foremost, you had Richard Jefferson, who really raised his play the entire tournament and was probably Arizona's best player in that game. And then Lauren Woods, who Arizona went to early and often throughout that game. But the one thing, though, and we're going to hit on this a little bit in the second segment, is that Duke certainly got some help in that game. Now, anybody that knows me knows that I am not a blame the ref guy. That's just not me. But there was some egregious calls on that. And you know what? Well, again, we will get to that. But I think back of that 2001 Arizona-Duke game, and I still think even though Arizona won the national championship in 1997 and in 01 they didn't win, I still think that 01's the best team in school history. And I think if you just go up and down the roster, top to bottom, there's really no way I think that you can argue somebody else because there was no weakness. Again, you didn't have fringe players on this. Nobody there was fringe. Everybody was kind of a next-level player. Richard Jefferson, you could make the case, was the fifth-best player on that team, 
And, oh, by the way, Richard Jefferson's going to make over $100 million in the NBA. Gilbert Arenas was a second-round draft pick. And another guy made well over $150 million in the NBA. Probably would have been a lot more if he didn't get into trouble. So that was the kind of talent that this team had right here. And you know the great thing about them, though, is this was back before it became easier to get and maintain your own vehicle, and that's where rockauto.com comes into play. Because anybody out there that knows that Gilbert Arenas knows that Gilbert Arenas liked to have his cars. He liked to have everything set up the way that he wanted to have it set up. And you know what? If Gilbert Arenas was working on his car, he'd be going to rockauto.com because you can get the best prices. Gilbert has had some issues over the years, so he's probably looking to not spend more than he needs to. And it's incredibly user-friendly, and that's the great thing about rockauto.com is that they've got you covered in every single corner. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. As you know, on this show, we're a big fan of the Built Bar, and the great thing about the Built Bar is that the Built Bar tastes absolutely fantastic. We're talking about Duke and Arizona basketball right now, and the one thing that I can assure you is that these players, if it's possible, they're consuming Built Bars because Built Bars taste good. Whether you're coming out of the gym, whether you're getting ready to work out, whatever the case may be, there's never a time when you could say, nah, I'm good, I don't want a Built Bar. That's just how special Built Bar is. So you know what? If it's good enough for me, it should be good enough for everyone out there. The one thing about Duke basketball, though, that I think really kind of annoys people, and this isn't really Duke's fault, so I'm not going to blame Duke here, but there was no doubt in that 2001 National Championship game that Duke got the benefit of a ton of home cooking. And... The, the image that went viral is certainly with Jason Gardner and Jason Williams. Now, to rehash, Jason Williams already in foul trouble. Jason Williams is arguably the best player in the country. He's certainly Duke's best player at that point. He literally jumps on Jason Gardner's back. The officials kind of look at everything, and they're like, meh, play on. And that would have been a total game changer right there because for the end of the game, or the rest of the game, Jason Williams is going to be in total foul trouble. And there's nothing that Duke's going to really be able to do about it. You're going to slide Chris Duhon over. But at that point, if Jason Williams is out of the game, I don't really care who you have out there. It's going to be a problem for Duke, even with a hobbled Gilbert Arenas. So that's always something that I think annoys people about that game. And again, the image out there is out there for everyone to see. Jason Gardner, Jason Williams, foul. You can see it, and it's right out there. So that is always a problem. The second two is, and again, this really isn't Duke's fault because you're not going to sit there and say, we don't want the free adoration, but it was just the constant harping by ESPN nonstop about Duke. You would think that, listening to Dick Vitale, that there was really no other basketball program in the country than Duke basketball. That's the kind of stuff that we were talking about here. You could watch a game with Stanford and Cal, and it's going to be brought up, well, this player almost chose Duke. So you got a bunch of free publicity out of it. And again, I'm not really blaming Coach K for this because, I mean, nobody's going to sit here and say, nah, don't want the national media attention. But I do think that ESPN over the years did cross a line and really wasn't objective. And I think you can look even further and see some of this paying of players 
you look at Zion Williamson and all the information that's come out there has not really been covered by ESPN the way that it probably should have. And again, that's not really Duke's fault. That's, I think, a dropping the ball from the media, dropping the ball from the experts, whatever the case may be. But when you look at it, though, Arizona and Duke do have a long history with each other. I mean, going back to the late 80s, the early 90s, when Arizona would take care of them in McHale, and Mike Krzyzewski would basically say, yeah, I'm not going to be coming back here anymore. And I think that was too bad, too, because there was about a five- to six-year window, probably from about 97 to 03, where you could make the argument that Duke and Arizona were the two best programs in the country. And I'm not going to blame Lute Olson for the crumbling of that rivalry because when Mike Krzyzewski's saying, all right, we'll do a home and away, i.e., I want you to come to Cameron Indoor Stadium, and then, oh, yeah, by the way, we'll meet you in Chicago for your home game. Nobody's going to do that. You're a proud guy. Lute Olson's one of the best 15 best coaches in college basketball history. He's not going to sit there and just say, yeah, I'm good, or let's go ahead and do that. And nor should he, because you know what? At some point, somebody's just kind of making a mockery out of you, and that shouldn't really be the case that it is. But that's kind of what happened, and that's kind of what the the dissolving of that rivalry turned to. But I don't want to turn this into just like a total bash on Duke thing, because at the end of the day, it is fairly remarkable that Mike Krzyzewski was able to stay in the limelight as long as he was without a ton of scandal and, honestly, without a ton of personal scandal. That's something that I think is pretty uh, it's pretty commendable for him. And at the end of the day, he's probably the best coach in college basketball history because he was able to do it for so long and through so many different variations of college basketball. You had in the 80s where everybody stayed for four years. Then you get into the 90s. Guys are starting to leave early, but not really to the extent, obviously, that they are now. You get into the 2000s, and you get into the one-and-done. You embrace that culture. Now, you can make the case that at the end of the day, even though you got a title in the one-and-done culture, it really wasn't as successful as maybe you would think getting the kind of players. But either way, this has been a guy that's 100% been the face of college basketball for what, man? 35 years right now. Similar to Built Bar, when it comes to eating, one thing that I do want to clue you guys on to is Made In. Now, Made In produces professional quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook. They source the finest material and partner with renowned craftsmen to make kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup. Is there anything that's more annoying than actually going to a store where you just want some normal cutlery and you're looking and you're like, man, this is really way overpriced and I just don't want to deal with the hassle. Of course, I answered the question for you. There is nothing that's more annoying than that. And that's the great thing about Made In is Made In is going to be able to allow everyone out there to be able to get the kind of dining utensils they want at a markdown price. And it's kind of the wave of the future. We talk about how Built Bar makes your life easier. RockAuto.com makes your life easier. That's the same thing that we're talking about right now with Made In. Made In's kind of on that cutting edge. And you know the good folks here at Locked On Wildcats are not just going to try to get you anything. It's a next level type item. 
And just like Arizona basketball was under Lute Olson, it's something that you could see coming, and it certainly isn't going away. We will be back with you tomorrow. Again, took a couple days off, but back with you. We'll be getting into some recruiting hot and heavy tomorrow. There's some names that uh, Jason Shear's been having me call that I need to check out and that you all need to know about. As always, thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats.